Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. It's so great to be with you. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. So before I go to today's topic, I just want to send out my deepest sympathies to um, everyone who is grieving the death of um, our wonderful Queen Elizabeth. It was such a shock that she died last week. and. I know there's lots and lots of people around the world who are grieving. I'm one of them. I was very surprised that um, I became as upset as I did. Um, but um, I think, you know, she's she was the monarch for 70 years and the leader to um, so many countries that I think it was inevitable we all felt that loss. Um, so... My sympathies to you and um, um, my thoughts are, are with you. So, all right. So today we're talking about when divorcing, how do you go from heartbroken to thriving? And you'll remember um, that a couple of weeks ago I did um, a podcast on a show on the emotional stages of um, after divorcing or separating and I went through those and I'll go through them um, again now uh, just to recap on them um, if you haven't watched that show then go back and watch it um, it had you know it the reason I did the show was because so many people think that when they're going through the emotional stages of separating or divorcing that they're, in fact, going mad, you know, and people say to them, you know, you're crazy because you're angry or you're bitter or you're grieving or whatever. And I've known a lot of women to be told um you know, often by their ex-husband that they're crazy that they're crazy because they're going through these emotional stages. But everyone goes through the emotional stages, even the men, and um, they often men go through them a lot quicker. And if it's the man that's left, um, they've usually gone through most of these stages um, whilst they were still married. And so I've had lots of women say to me over the years you know, I'm angry and I'm upset and I'm bitter and he's just fine and dandy. He's gone off and he's got a new relationship and he's just completely okay. You know, why is that? And as I said before, it's because he's gone through these stages uh, generally before the marriage has actually ended, before he's left, if he's the one being um, that has left the relationship. And similarly, if the woman leaves the relationship, she will often go through most of these um, emotional stages uh, before she leaves the marriage as well. So it's not just... Um, 
men that do it, women also do it. Um, and that's how they get to a stage of this marriage is really over and um, and I want to, you know, leave and move on with my life. Um, so the emotional stages, um, the first one is disbelief. I can't believe that the marriage has ended. Um, I can't believe that you know, my marriage didn't work, I can't believe counselling didn't work, all of those sorts of things, um, all of that I can't believe. So if you or a friend of yours is saying, um, I can't believe that my marriage is over, I just can't believe this has happened to me, um, I can't believe, you know, he's gone off with another woman or whatever it is, um, they're in the disbelief stage. And, um, and that's, you know, I've I've, people might be angry at the same time. So you can go through these uh, stages simultaneously. You don't have to go through them in the order I'm telling you, but generally um, people start with the disbelief stage and, um, and then they go into the anger stage of being really angry, angry about the same sort of things that they're in disbelief about. You know, they're angry that their marriage um, ended. They are angry that, you know, their husband had an affair if that's what happened. They're, you know, angry about all the same or similar things that they're in disbelief about, and it's completely natural. The next stage is bitterness, um, and they become very bitter um, you know, how dare he have an affair while he's married to me, which is, you know, fair enough. And, um, you know, how dare he didn't work harder at counselling and um, how dare he, you know, expect me to to change and, you know, he can stay the same. I've heard lots of women say that, you know, we went to counselling and he just wanted me to change. Every sentence was, if you did this better, um, or differently, then, you know, our, our marriage would be a lot better. And that's just not true. Um, it's not up to one person to change in a relationship, and we all know that. And you can't change to make somebody else happy in any event, and I think we all know that anyhow. So, you know, if you're sitting in a counselling session listening to um, your partner say, you know, if you only did this or if you only did that or if you changed this or if you changed that, everything would be Monkey dory and um and I've known some women that have just turned themselves inside out and the marriage is still broken down because they change whatever it is their partner said to change and everything will be fine and then they find another five things where they want the woman to change so um you know don't um you know, don't get into that. You are who you are and, um, and you know, he married you or she married you knowing that that was exactly who you were unless you've changed completely and that's a whole different subject. So the bitterness stage is um, a really normal stage. Don't get stuck in it. Lots of people get stuck in it. Interestingly, mostly men get stuck in the bitterness stage, sometimes women, but... Um, it's more like in my experience, and I'm only talking about the couples that I've worked with um, or have um, known, it's more often men get stuck in the bitterness stage than um, than the woman. 
And often they get stuck in the bitterness stage if their wife has actually left them and they haven't been the one to do the leaving, but the the wife has left them and they're like, you know, how dare she leave me and um, whatever. So they go through all of that. And sometimes they're stuck there for years and years and years. And I think we've all met people that have been stuck in that bitterness stage. Um, And it's very, you know, it's very sad to see that. Um, So the next stage is grief and that is completely normal uh, to grieve your marriage even if it's been a short marriage and the reason why is you know everybody goes into their marriage with an expectation the expectation that this is a lifelong commitment the expectation that it will be a happy marriage um the expectation that you know though that you'll work and grow together so you go into a marriage with all of all of these wonderful expectations and then when they you know don't happen and the marriage breaks down um it is a time for grieving it there is great loss in your life you've lost an important person somebody that you loved um, and it it is, you know, very similar to when somebody dies. You go through the same sort of grief process, but the person's still around and, you know, in some cases is doing really, really, really well in um, their um, in their life. And um, that can also then take you back um, to the bitterness. So you can be grieving and bitter at the same time. You're angry and upset that they're doing so well and you're having, um, and that you're grieving and you're upset and um, that's where you are in your life. So the next stage is um, sex. <laughs> We've all seen, you know, men go out with a series of, you know, younger women after their divorce or even just a series of women after their divorce and they have flings and, you know, date someone for a couple of months and, and then they move on to the uh, to the next girl. We've all seen that. We've all commented on it, you know, men that are dating much younger women. We've all seen that. But here's the interesting thing. Um, women do it too. Women also have these flings. They're just much, much quieter about it. They don't talk about it. They don't do it in front of their friends um, and they're just much quieter about it. And they also choose, this is very interesting, they also choose younger men. So um, so both both women and men go through this phase of flings and one night stands and all of that sort of thing and if you're watching this and and um saying I never went through that stage well that's okay but lots and lots of um women go through it um we know men go through it we've all seen it we've all sort of talked about it probably um but women go through it as well but they just do it much more quietly because they are really scared of being judged so if you know somebody that is going through this stage don't judge them. It is a stage. They will do it for six or 12 months and then they will move on to the next stage, which is healing. And um, this is a really important stage because if you heal, then um, you will have a completely different relationship in the future. If you don't go through the healing process, you are much more likely to attract 
someone very similar to your ex. And this is not just specific to women. This is men as well. Men that don't have, and we'll say, you know, when we, um, with men, oh, my goodness, and with women, oh, my goodness, they've really got a type. The new girlfriend or the new boyfriend is, you know, almost identical to their ex. And that's when you know that they haven't properly gone through the healing process. They are, um, and, and that's why they've attracted someone very similar to their ex. And they'll have the same issues with the new relationship that they had with the old relationship. So we're going to a break now. I'm Bronwyn Smith. I'm your host. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about after separating or divorcing, how can you go from heartbreak to thriving? And before the break, I was going through the emotional stages that everyone goes through after a marriage breakup. And um, I did a um, a show about it a few weeks ago so you can go back and watch the show so um, the last um, uh, emotional stage that I'm just going to quickly talk about that only some people go through and not everybody is shame some people go through shame and it could be shame that there was abuse in the marriage shame that the marriage didn't work uh, shame that you know um counselling didn't work. There can be shame about any part of that marriage. And um, 
if you're in this space at the moment, you know, my heart goes out to you, but there's nothing to feel shameful about. And don't let anyone shame you because your marriage has broken down. Um, it's very sad, but nothing to be ashamed of. And so, um, and certainly if there's been any sort of abuse in the relationship, that's nothing for you to be ashamed of either. Um, that's, you know, on your abuser. So really it's only some people go through it and I have um, seen it, but, and I've said to people, you've got nothing to be ashamed of. And um, so don't feel that as much as it's hard not to feel that. And I understand that. Um, really try to put it into perspective and not to feel um, ashamed of that. So how do you actually go back to, how do you actually start to thrive, go from heartbreak to thriving? So the next stage is back to normal and thriving, which is really the financial side of it. And then the um, other stage is ready for a new relationship, which is really emotional. So get, getting onto the road of uh, thriving is a combination of emotional and financial. Now, you can thrive in one area and not in another, um, And um, but to let's try and get you to thrive in both. So if there has been any um, abuse, um, even if there wasn't any abuse in the marriage, but there's abuse um, in your childhood or earlier in your life, then that's the first place you should start is healing that abuse, whatever type of abuse that was, really get help for that and really try and, um, and try and heal that part of you. That will really help you. Um, if there's been no abuse, but you just need to heal within this relationship and um, women are really great at this stage. They really spend a lot of time trying to heal. They go and seek help or they read a lot about, um, you know, about what's happened to them and they look at their marriage and say, where did I go wrong? Where did I make mistakes? Now, they are quite aware that it's not just about them, that there were two people in the marriage, but they look at what they could have done better and they really work through um all of their emotions and they um a lot of women heal very well and you can really tell the women that do go through and really heal um they uh, feel more comfortable in their skin and they they have this wonderful joy and it's the people that you see that you like oh my goodness you know you're you're just glowing after your divorce you're just doing so well like it's amazing what are you doing and what they're doing is healing that's what they're doing and that's the difference the the people that heal male or female they do you know way way better the people that rush into another relationship as I said before the break tend to go for the same sort of person and then they tend to have the same issues within that next relationship. Once you've healed 
and you go on to a new relationship, you will choose somebody completely different, um, completely different from your ex. And people will be like, wow, you know, she or he's completely different from your ex-partner. And um, and it will be wonderful. I've seen lots of women do it. They've gone from these awful um relationships whether it's been a marriage or just a long-term relationship and they've spent sometimes a couple of years really really healing and then gotten into the most amazing relationship and they've been absolutely blissfully happy and it's so wonderful to see um I've known men to do it as well and funnily enough you know I can watch you know tv i like to watch a lot of you know renovating shows and stuff like that house hunters and all of that sort of stuff and it's really interesting because sometimes you know people have gotten divorced and things like that and i you know watch tv and i'm thinking mm, you haven't healed properly you've rushed into another relationship and sure enough it breaks up a couple of two or three years down the line so it's the emotional stage um of um healing's the emotional stage so when you do move forward um you can um I'll just insert this. Don't get stuck in being divorced. Lots of people, particularly women, get stuck in actually being divorced. I'm divorced. That's how they define themselves. They define themselves by being divorced. And don't do that. It is a chapter in your life. Your marriage was now is now a chapter in your life. Your divorce is now a chapter in your life, a sad chapter, a difficult chapter, one that you don't want to go through again. All of that I understand, but still a chapter in your life. So don't define yourself as, you know, I am divorced. Um, it's not your whole life. It's one part of your life. So allow that chapter to close Allow and allow it to just to be yes it was painful it ended um, I didn't like the way it ended all of that put that in that chapter of your life and allow that chapter of your life to close like you do every other chapter you know you go through childhood and whether your childhood was good or bad that's your childhood chapter and then you go to your university chapter and you're getting married chapter and having children chapters so you can do that in other areas of your life so do it with divorce it's a chapter in your life and then decide, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What do I actually want to do? Um, and some of you will be saying, you know, I'm just trying to make, um, I'm just trying to survive at the moment. And that's fine. But you'll get to another part where you're out of survival and you can sit back and the pain's gone or substantially subsided and you can sit back and really decide what am I going to do with the next chapter of my life because if you're getting divorced even in your 40s or 50s you've still got 30 or 40 years to live I mean um, in Australia the two um, times in people's lives that's really growing for divorce and it's in fact 
um, women leaving men as in their 50s and um, again in their 70s, amazingly. And um, some women get to their 70s and think, I just can't stay with this man another moment. I'm leaving. I want a, the next chapter of my life to be completely different. So really decide what do you want um, the next chapter of your life to be. And as I said a few minutes ago, um, um, I like watching, you know, House Hunters, International, all of those sorts of things. And um, I was watching a couple of weeks ago and there was a woman who had gone through a divorce, her children were growing, and um, she uh, she lived in New York and she um, had this beautiful apartment. They showed pictures of her apartment in New York. She had beautiful, um, a beautiful apartment and she sold it. And she had always wanted to live in Europe. In particular, she wanted to live in Lisbon in Portugal. So she sold her, you know, her lovely apartment in New York and went and bought one in Lisbon in Portugal. She was in the arts and in New York. So she got into the arts in Lisbon. And at the end of the show, they always do a fast forward a month or three months down the line. And she, she said, you know, I've now got a job in the arts. I love it. I love my apartment. I'm getting a, a circle of friends. You know, I've got this wonderful new life, this wonderful new chapter in my life. Um, and I thought, you know, good on you for having that dream and living that dream. Um, so. Um, you know, if that's your dream, then do it. If you've got young kids at home, then, no, you can't do it. And there was a um, just yet. And there was another woman on the same show and she said she divorced but she still had um, her son at home who was finishing school. So she waited for him to go off to university. And, again, she'd always wanted to live in Europe. So she re-educated herself so that she could get a job in, in Europe. Uh, whilst her son was at university, she got a job um, as an English teacher in Prague and she moved there. And um, the fast forward was, you know, I love it, I love my job, I love everything about it. But even if you got there and you didn't love it, you can reverse it. You know, you can decide, okay, well, I'll be here for a year or I'll be here for two years and I'll really enjoy while I'm here and I'll travel and I'll work and whatever. And then at the end you might decide to go back home and there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. There's you, nothing's forever. You don't have to stay with the same thing forever. And so you can choose, you know, I want to do this. I want to spend two or five years in Europe and then I want to come home. And then, you know, but and make your chapter amazing. So, you know, put yourself first in um in this situation. Start putting yourself first. A lot of women when they're married, they are running around like a blue-ass fly, you know, trying to keep the house, raise the kids, often work as well, um, meeting the needs of their husband, and they forget about themselves. So this is a really great time to start putting yourself first. Now, you might be thinking, what the, what the hell are you talking about? I've got three kids to raise. Well, Hopefully your kids are spending time with your um, ex. So in that time, use that time when your kids are out of the house 
to look after yourself um, and, you know, to put yourself first, to think about yourself. And I'll talk more about this when we come back from the break. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are listening or watching um, It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back soon. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You're welcome. <laughs> How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have you back. If you're wondering what I'm doing during the break, I'm reading all the comments in the chat room and you too can come into the chat room and you can make comments um, as I'm doing my show and I read them during the break. So welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm Bronwyn Smith and we're on Inspired Choices Network and we are today talking about how do you go from heartbreak to thriving after separation or divorce. And before the show I was saying, um, before the break, I was saying that divorce is just one chapter of your life. Don't allow it to to define you. It is not who you are. It's just simply one chapter. That's all it is. And put it in that chapter. Painful, yes. Something you don't want to repeat, completely understand, but it's actually a chapter of your life. So then, you know, most couples um, will split, the kids will split their time between you and your ex and use that time wisely. Decide what do you want the next chapters of your life to look like? You know, you've got this chapter while you're still raising your kids and then you've got the next chapter after the kids leave home um, and then probably, you know, a third chapter as well. What do you want those 
future chapters of your life to look like and um you know think put yourself first think about yourself and start small so start walking along the beach you know that's my favorite or having a massage or um you know staying in bed for the weekend and sleeping and resting because after going through a divorce and a property settlement even though you might have even though you've gone through the emotional stages um, of that divorce and you've healed your body may still be absolutely exhausted it might still be really really tired and it might take you a little while to get your energy levels back up to what they were and so be kind to yourself spend this time being kind to yourself so go for you know your favorite walks and um um and rest when you need to really listen to your body do all those lovely things you know eat well listen to your body take up yoga if you want to do that but look after yourself and cultivate new friendships go out of your way to cultivate new friendships and spend time um, with your new friends and so many people when um I was working with women and doing their divorces and property settlements. I would say to them very, very early on, one of the things that you'll find is the people that you think will support you through the divorce um, won't be there. And they'll suddenly, you know, you won't see them for dust. They'll be gone. And, um, I mean, there'll be other people that you barely knew that you sort of said hi as you walked your kids into the school and you've never said another word other than that to them and they will step up and really be there for you so you know in this time really cultivate those new friendships um often your old friends because you're now doing so well you've healed and you're now on the path to absolutely thriving and often those old friends will come back so make that decision really wisely about whether you want those people back in your life because they weren't around during the difficult times so really make that decision wisely but cultivate the new friendships and spend time with you know with those friends don't always say no I can't see you say yes you know even if you don't say yes all of the time say yes some of the time because if you say no all of the time they'll just stop asking you um so say yes some of the time have a look at what career that you want um and you might be thinking I've just got to stay where I am because you know I need the money I've got to pay the rent or the mortgage and I've got to buy food for the kids um and so my career is my career and and it may be it might be your career for the next five years but what about the five years after that or the 10 years after that what about when your kids are off at university or have left time is this the career you want to be doing um and if the answer is no then start working towards this wonderful new career whatever it may be you might have to re-educate yourself so the time when your kids are with their um with their father that can be a time where you're looking after yourself and you're re-educating yourself and deciding what you want to do and you might actually even decide that you'll 
put your toe in and start that new business if that's what you want or, you know, see if you can start that new career earlier. But, um, you know, really make decisions rather than just move on with your life. Make decisions about where you want your life to be and um, what what your new life looks like. This show is called It Starts With a Dream and after getting divorced, it's a really great time to start dreaming about your new life, about what you want to do. And women have done amazing and incredible things after divorce. Um, I was, I told, I started to tell you this story a month or so ago and um, I left it too late in the show so you didn't get the end of it so I'll tell you this so I've been saving it for this show so I'll tell you this story about I don't know 20 odd years ago um, I met a woman and um, she had divorced and um, her husband you know had found a younger model and left the household they'd done the property settlement and she had um, bought a new house with her share of the property settlement and moved the kids in and all was happy and dandy and then she realized how am I going to buy food on a week-to-week basis and pay electricity because she hadn't worked for many years so she decided to start her own business and um, she rang you know all of the Um, family friends and because they were you know in senior places in um, their own business or working for someone else and she said I've started this new business will you support me and um, and they all said yes so that was really great so the business went on for a number of years she was doing very well and then she landed this this huge huge client and it took her business from here to here like that and it was fantastic she was now making heaps and heaps and heaps of money and it was so great and um she was just running this business she had lots of employees and everything was wonderful a few years later she sold the business for a lot of money and um and then retired but just before that happened, her husband came and knocked on the door and she opened the front door and he said, can we talk? And um, she was like, yeah, sure. And um, he said, I've made a really big mistake. Would you come back to me? Can we get back together? She was like, hell no, absolutely hell no. And she said to him, no way am I, are we getting back together? You left, you left for a younger model and, you know, that's it. We're done. You're never coming back. See you later. But interestingly, at this point, she was in fact wealthier than her ex-husband. She had you know, surpassed him. She was so successful. She had thrived so much and so well that financially she had surpassed him. And um, and he knew it. He knew it. And what better way of saying to your ex-husband, you know, I'm okay, mate, without you. I'm okay without you. Look at me. I'm now doing so well. Um, and I'm really, really thriving. So the second part is 
financial. That's the second part. So you've got the emotional, looking after yourself, putting your circle of friends together, you know, re-educating yourself, all of that to, to feed your, you know, inner soul, if you like. But the second part is financial. And that really starts when you're just coming to the end of your property settlement. So whatever you're going to get um, in terms of um, in terms of uh, money from your property settlement, think about what are you going to do with that money. Even if you're going through the emotional stages of divorce, you still need to think about what are you going to do with that money. Are you going to buy um, buy a house or an apartment? What can you afford to do with the money? And if you're not sure, um, then go to a bank manager or a mortgage broker and say, this is how much money I'm getting in my property settlement. This is how much I earn at work. How much can I borrow? And with that knowledge, then have a look on you know, we've got realestate.com.au in Australia, um, but the equivalent in whatever country you are you are in, go and have a look on the internet. Can you afford to, you know, buy a property in the suburb that you currently live in and, um, or, you know, do you have to move two or three suburbs away or do you have to move across town? But really figure out what you're going to do with the money and have a plan. And the reason I say have a plan, because if you don't, people just tend to spend the principal amount. They go into rented accommodation three doors down the road and then they spend the principal amount and then they're five years later like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So really do it at the end of your property settlement, start deciding what you're going to do with the money that you get from your property settlement. And for some people, you might have three kids at home, so you need a three or four bedroom house or apartment, and the money just won't allow you to buy that. So it might be that you think, well, I'm not going to get a mortgage. I'll just buy a two-bedroom apartment because kids will be out of the house in, you know, seven to ten years or maybe two or three years. And then, you know, I'll rent in the interim. I'll use the uh, rent I receive from my apartment to help with the rent I'm paying on a bigger house. Um, and then as the kids leave home, I'll then move into the two-bedroom apartment. So have a plan. It really, you know, it does matter what the plan is. Have a plan. What are you going to do with the money? Are you going to build a business with the money? Are you going to buy a property? Are you going to put, you know, create a share portfolio? If you're really good with shares, that might be what you want to do. So really think about what are you going to do with the money and have a plan for the money. That is the first step in the financial equation. So we're going to go to break now. You are watching or listening to Bronwyn Smith um, on It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and I will be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. 
Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And um, I was just reading the messages in the chat room. So if you want to um, come and join me live any week and um, put your comments in the chat room and I love to read them during the breaks. They're, um, they're, um, they're wonderful. And um uh, so we're talking about how to go from heartbreak to thriving. You've gone through the emotional stages um, of of your divorce or separation, and you're um, you've healed. You've healed from that. So now, um, you know, I've discussed the emotional side of the next chapters in your life, and I'm now discussing the financial side. So if you're watching this and um, thinking, like, I can't buy a a property, I'm renting, I'm on the bones of my ass, Um, you know, there's no way I can do any of that, Um, then now's the time to learn about money. Now's the time to figure out, you know, what you're going to do with the money. If, If you're saying, you're watching this going, we're getting divorced and we've got absolutely no assets and we've got two or three kids or whatever, and you're just going to be working and paying rent and, you know, hoping that you'll survive, let alone thrive. Now's the time to learn about money. Whether you learn about it from me or somebody else, now is the time that you should be learning about money. And as you know, my book's coming out on the 8th of November, um, which is called Dream a Big Life, a guide to being financially free and abundant. And it gives you ideas about um, how to make more money if that's what you need to do, but how to better um, you know, spend your money so that you do have savings that you can invest. And I talk about all of that. It's going to be a great book. It's, um, it is a great book and it's going to really help people. So now is the time to learn about money and you know, and not only learn about it, but put it into action. A lot of people say, yeah, 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 I know the theory about money, but, and they continue to do the same thing. And then they wonder why nothing's changing. No, 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 no. You know, when you're learning about money, put what you're learning into action. And again, it's baby steps. And if you listen to last week's show, I went through the first few steps of what you should be doing so um you know really make financial decisions actually make financial decisions rather than just coasting along the way you are um and it might be that you get a better job or a better paying job or you start a business um and 
I saw something on um, uh, TikTok the other day where there's a woman who was supposedly in court and um, she was getting um, financial assistance from her husband, her ex-husband, and she was living with her mother. And she was saying to the judge, I'm not going to work. Like, why would I go to work? You know, I've got the money coming in from him. I'm living rent-free um, with my mother. I'm not ever going to go to work. Um, and it's certainly, you know, not the attitude to have. Like, if you don't have a job, then get a job. Um, or if you're um, financial, you know, getting a, a really great financial support from your husband and you don't want to get a job, then work for charity or, um, you know, be active in your community or be active in the kids' school. But do something outside of yourself. Have a purpose outside of yourself and your own, your know, little world um, because when you have purpose, it brings you joy. And, of course, all of these things, whether it be part of the emotional, part of the financial, is all teaching your kids. You know, we all know our kids watch us really, really closely. What's mum doing? How's she coping? And they follow your lead. So, you know, if you've said, well, I'm getting great financial assistance from my ex-husband and, you know, after all, he did the wrong thing and we're divorced because of that, um, so I'm just going to live on his money, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but do something outside of yourself. Be active in your community. Do some charity work. Do something within the school because that will bring you joy and purpose and this is about you this is about how you feel moving forward this is about you thriving it's not about you you know trying to get a one-up on your ex-husband um, or your ex-partner this is about you moving forward <clears throat> in a really lovely beautiful way and showing your kids that you can do that so really have a look at where you are financially and um, take baby steps, whether it be, you know, the emotional side or the financial side, always take baby steps, make small changes, see how that's working out for you. Don't be overwhelmed thinking, oh, I watched this podcast and I got a whole list of things and I'm now going to do every single one as from tomorrow. No, you'll be completely overwhelmed probably. So just baby steps um, and really put your financial um um your finances first um even if you're just divorced you've just done the property settlement and you're thinking i'm or i'm still grieving i'm still angry or you're still in the emotional stages that's fine you can still look after your financial future even if as i said if you've got enough money to you know, buy something, buy a property or put it into shares and park your money there until you've gone through the emotional stages and you've held and then you can think, okay, this is what I want to do with the next chapters of my life. This is how I'm going to move forward. But the money is parked there and it's in investments and it's getting, um, you know, it, it's um, growing. So whether it's in property or shares, your money is growing. So um, don't just sit at home. Don't 
um, go, oh, no, you know, this is my life and I'm just going to sit at home. Don't do that. Um, as you all know, I love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and um, Erica, who was you know, on the real, who is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and before she separated from her husband, she said, you know, I say yes to every opportunity and um, and I think now that she's separated from her husband, she still is, but it's a really good philosophy to have, you know, say yes to all opportunities. Um, my great-grandmother always said, you know, take every opportunity that presents itself because it may not come along again. So this is the time that, you know, you can spread your wings. You spread your wings when you first left home and went to university or when you first left university and, and got your first job. You spread your wings then. And so you can do it again now. Spread your wings actually make decisions about what your future is going to be and you will really start to thrive you will step by step love being in your own skin you'll have joy and purpose you'll for maybe the first time um since you got married, you'll be looking after yourself and really loving your new life, loving the new people around you. And you'll have different types of people because you've healed. You'll be attracting different people. You'll be attracting a different relationship. Um, and you'll be more focused, more focused on your future, on your finances, on what you want to do, where you want to be, who you want to have in your life. And you'll set up much clearer boundaries that really work for you because you really will be putting yourself first. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you put yourself first, you're not not loving your kids enough or you're not you know, um, you know, you're not being a bad mother, you're actually being a great mother, you're showing your kids, I'm going to put myself first, I'm going to have boundaries, I'm going to have wonderful people around me, I'm going to make decisions about my future, I'm going to, you know, live my dreams, The I've dreamt about writing a book for years and years and years, and I'm going to do that now, I've dreamt about, you know, being a nurse, and I'm going to do that now, I've dreamt about traveling, and I'm going to do that now, and, you know, kids love seeing that, they love seeing you thriving, so don't think, oh my god, what are my kids going to think, no, your kids will love to see you thrive um, because when you're thriving, you're really happy, you're really joyful and you're a better mum. You're the best mum that, you know, you can possibly be and you're teaching your kids it's fine to grieve and go through all of that but there is an end and now there's a new beginning. So, um I hope that that has really helped you move from heartbreak to thriving. If you would like to work with me, go to my website, bromwinsmith.com, and book a discovery call. And I really look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you have a lovely week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one -on -one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 
8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.